In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. We are inching closer to the regular season. We are inching closer to just seeing some football because you know what? We are just days away from the NFL preseason opening, and look who's in camp. Oh, yeah, the boys have descended on Berea. Hi, everybody, and welcome to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. We know if you like what you're listening to, make sure you subscribe to us. And if you ever want to talk to us, all you have to do is hit us up on Twitter or on Instagram at GameDayCLE. My name is Andy Baskin. His name is Daryl Ryder. Daryl, it's good to see you back from vacation. How are you, my friend? Uh, I am good. We're done playing what if when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. And now it's, uh, I guess, what will be happening with the Cleveland Browns here in 2022 as they get ready to kick off training camp this week. It's here. Hard to believe, right? The offseason flew in the blink of an eye. We are here. Training camp opens this week. It is nice to see the boys starting to assemble like the Avengers. This might be the Marvel uh, simulcast sometimes, but um, (laughs) it's nice to see these guys assemble uh, out in Berea, and it gets us a little bit closer to football. Like, I am just itching right now. You know, like I was saying, I was watching high school last week to watch seven on seven it's kind of get my football fix and now we're seeing these guys uh actually start to come together and daryl let's start there for both of us i mean we've covered this team for decades how important is like this first week that these guys get together what happens what you know what's going on guys getting to know each other what's the deal well look they they come into camp the the most important thing that will happen uh in the early portion of camp are the physicals and the conditioning test um, that to make sure that these guys are officially cleared and we'll get into it later in the podcast. We've already had one, uh, projected big contributor as a rookie, uh, not be able to begin training camp with the team. So those are the, the most important things. This is the acclimation period. Uh, so it'll be important, uh, for these guys, hopefully to come in, they're healthy. They're, they're able to, to go right to work. Got to watch out for those soft tissue injuries early in camp. As we know, Andy, when those pop up early in camp, that's usually a sign of bad things to come. So uh, that's uh, obviously going to be a focus. The good news is a lot of the COVID protocols, if not all of the COVID protocols, are out of the picture, which means the Browns will be able to bring in the usual therapists and uh, medical uh, training staff personnel. Uh, that might not directly be employed by the team. Maybe it's you know a, a player's personal trainer or something like that. Well, the, those folks should be able to have some access uh, to the building to uh, you know to work with their guys, as has been the case pre-COVID. So I think that we'll be back to normal as much as possible. But yeah, it, it is a pretty important week because this is where we find out just how healthy they are as they begin training camp. Yeah, it's all honeymoon, I think, for a lot of folks, and and you know obviously we're waiting for. For Deshaun Watson and the news there I just uh, quickly anything as of you know we roll into Tuesday um, as this uh, podcast drops on Tuesday I just nothing uh, nothing we're still waiting I mean there's nothing nothing new as far as what his future holds it's Sue L Robinson's world and we're just living in it and waiting <laughs> when it's that I mean honestly that's where we are Andy I mean it, it, I 
I was convinced we'd hear something the Friday before the 4th of July, and that didn't happen. And then I was convinced, well, while I'm on vacation, because stuff always seems to happen when Daryl is on his vacation, <laughs> I thought for sure that on Friday we were going to hear something at about 5.30. Clearly, Sue L. Robinson gives zero you-know-whats about the NFL's policy of Friday afternoon news dumps. Didn't happen. So here we are. Uh, as uh, camp opens this week, we are still waiting. This podcast is, as you mentioned, Andy, going to drop on Tuesday. And uh, as of uh, this recording, as we have this conversation now, there there really is no update. There is really no news. I mean, look, we could sit here and make it sound like we've got news and, you know, throw out our speculation of how many games we think he's going to get and what it's just I, I just I don't think it serves any purpose. I think it's disingenuous because, quite frankly, I don't know. You don't know. And, uh, you know, my policy when it comes to our audience, I always want to be honest with them. So I, I don't know. I, I wish I could tell our listeners and our fans that uh, I had a, a number of games to pass along or some breaking news. But right now, it, it, we're, we're just uh, we're, we're waiting with the rest of the world to find out what, if anything, uh, she does hand down. Daryl, I, I just I, I want to bring up one thing on this topic, because Mike Florio brought up something last week <clears throat> that I thought was actually a good idea. And I don't know if it's going to fly or not, and I don't know how people are going to conceive it, but Florio brought up the fact that maybe if they could settle before she comes up with a uh, with a uh, a ruling, that the league could settle on this, that, that Deshaun would pay $10 million back to the league, have last year's uh, season count as a 17-game suspension, give him four for this year. So then rather than saying, you know, it was a full year here, it was a full year, it's a 21-game suspension. I think if you – I don't know if anyone's going to buy it, but if the league sold it that way, I mean, a 21-game suspension is mammoth in this league. And I thought it was an interesting point. I thought it was also interesting the way people reacted to it. Just, I just want your reaction. It wouldn't fly with me. And the reason why is because he was not suspended last year. He and the Houston Texans made a mutual decision that he would not play, and he collected a paycheck. So that's to me, that's not a punishment. Now, if you want that fine to reflect his income from last year. Which was $10 million. That's what Florio was saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I just... I, I that he wasn't disciplined last year. That's that's the problem. And I, I hate to be Mr. Letter of the Law stickler, but look, as we've had conversations about this, we've had to be very letter of the law to be fair to the to Deshaun Watson, to be fair uh, to those accusing him of wrongdoing. The letter of the law matters. And he, he wasn't disciplined last year. He wasn't suspended. He was uh, he sat out with pay voluntarily. That's not punishment at all. So I think that that will be a very hard sell to a lot of people that are expecting, I think is the way to put it, expecting that Deshaun Watson will be disciplined as a result of the allegations and some of the fallout surrounding the allegations, including the fact that the Houston Texans were put in peril from a legal liability standpoint that led them to settle 30 lawsuits that were filed against them, which, by the way, is six more suits than have been filed against Deshaun Watson. Keep that in mind as well, okay? Um, we, now, uh, Tony Busby 
had said he had lawsuits 25 and 26, which we have talked about in the can, ready to go, ready to file. And then all of a sudden uh, they got 20 of the 24 that had been filed settled. And what has happened now? Lawsuits 25 and 26 seem to have vanished in the wind. We, we've not heard anything about those. And, I, 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 and I'm not being cavalier about the situation. That's, that's just what has happened here. I'm not making light of it, not by any stretch of the imagination. But th- that's what's happened. So, um, And that might have been a legal tactic on his part. And that's just pure speculation on my part. Um, and again, a lot of people have done a lot of speculating around this story. And I just, I think it's been disingenuous and dangerous too, um, because, uh, you know, uh, the, the facts matter. He hasn't been charged with a crime. He's, uh, been accused in civil court. These women are seeking damages against him. Those are the facts. And now there are only four. And again, I say only that uh, it was 24. Now it's down to four. Uh, there are four now that remain unsettled. Maybe he settles them. Maybe he doesn't. But yeah, I just, I don't think saying last year was a suspension or discipline. I just, I don't think that's going to fly, Andy. I'm sorry. I, I really don't. And that's not me. Because yeah, I know there's a f- fraction of Browns fans that think I have it out for the Browns. And, you know, I, I, I hate Deshaun or whatever. No, it's just, I'm giving you my objective opinion based on, the facts uh, that I know and that have been presented in the, in a public forum and in, in civil court. And I just, I don't know that that's going to fly considering that the Houston Texans had 30 lawsuits filed against them that they settled regardless of how much money that they settled them for, whether it was for $1 or a hundred thousand dollars or whatever that number is. The fact of the matter is one of the 32 NFL franchises was put in peril as a result of these allegations made against Deshaun Watson. That's- but they were all, uh, Daryl, they were also there because the Texans were accused of being a part of it and Correct. facilitating it. So I'm wondering, will the Texans see punishment based on this? They should, quite frankly, they should. Now, uh, while I was on vacation, I was reading some of the reporting out there that uh, possibly the NFL has been satisfied with the Texans' response to uh, what was alleged in the lawsuits filed against them. That the you know they facilitated, for lack of a better word, the uh, the accused behavior of Watson by providing him uh, having a team employee providing him uh, a non disclosure agreement, boilerplate non disclosure agreement. Uh, by uh, furnishing equipment, I believe it was a, a massage table. Is is what was in the in, in the suit that the Texans allegedly provided that, uh, as well as I think access to a to a room occasion uh, on occasion to use in, in, in that. Uh, and then the other part of it too is is you know settlements are not admissions of guilt either. Right. Uh, you know p- entities and people settle for various reasons. And I think that there is a high probability the Texans wanted just to get this in the rearview mirror and uh, be officially done with Deshaun Watson uh, in in all respects. Uh, just the same with Watson settling 20 of the 24 cases. That is not an admission of guilt by Watson that he did something wrong. He obviously, and his legal team, felt it was in his best interest to resolve those 20 cases out of court. 
However, there are four of them that have not been resolved, and it mm-hmm. appears they won't be resolved. All right, Daryl, let's. Um, we've got quarterback news, and it has nothing to do with Deshaun Watson. So yes, well, maybe do. it does a little bit. So well, when we come back, get sort of, yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, it does. If Deshaun's playing, then we're not talking about it. But if he's not, that's what we're talking about next. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin.